We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, get yep. started in five, four, three, two. What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Backliners Podcast. I go on Barracuda as per usual. Barry, you have a stash. Who could have guessed? Who would have known? I know. I would have known. Uh, well, yeah, that makes one of us. Yeah, so one of the guys at work was like, I was talking about my stash and how I look terrible with a stash, and then he was like, there's no way. And then he bet me $20 to show up to work with the stash, and that was Monday. Mm-hmm. And today's a Wednesday, and I still have the stash. And for some reason, it makes me a more confident person. Mm. And also, people at work, they respect me now. <laughs> I have <laughs> They didn't before. Is that what you're telling me? No, they didn't before, and I—I hmm. I think it's like the um, the police officer persona. I'm I was gonna say right you do look a little bit cop esque. Um, yeah, or like a firefighter, you know, one of those. Yeah, um, it does look good on you, for the record, despite I, what I just said. Right? It's weird. It does. It shouldn't look good, but it does look good. It does. And part of me wants to shave it off, but part of me is like, you've never had just a stash before for. Longer than, like, 24 hours. Sure. Or probably, like, eight hours, honestly. How does Destiny feel about it? I think she's mixed feelings as well. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, you might want to get that locked in. That's the key. Mm-hmm. That's the one you've got to make the, sure, you know. The deciding vote, yeah. Yeah. Um, once once she makes her deciding vote, I'll shave it. I'll do the Incon Saver shave, you know, with Destiny. Oh, um, smart. Except she's not giving me any money. Uh, well, I'll just do it for free. Yeah, it'll um, be less good in that sense, but, you know. Yeah, it's 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 nice, though. Um, a lot of random people said hello to me today, and mm. that normally doesn't happen at work. But, you know, I just look them in the eyes, and they're like, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing Commands respect. You? you have to respect exactly. this, man. No doubt, no doubt about it. It's um, nice. Well, I'm I'm happy that it's working out for you. It's looking great, buddy. Um, Thank you. I hope to see it at Worlds for sure. Uh, before we <laughs> get going on this episode, I do have to let you know that this bustling holiday season, get Factor and get nutritious, convenient meals to keep you energized and on jam-packed days. No wonder it's America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Get 50% off with code BACKLINERS50 at factormeals.com slash BACKLINERS50. Big shout out to Factor Meals for sponsoring this week's episode. Um, all right, Barry, we got some patch notes to go over. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some patch notes, I guess, before... Those are New God or something, right? Yeah, New God. Um, this is a, a me and clumsy hybrid release. Mm-hmm. Um, I was First finishing ever? up... 
I mean, we always like work together and that kind of stuff. Oh, okay, but in, th- yeah. in this sense, yes, because it was, I was finishing up Maman Brigitte, uh, and mm-hmm. that takes a lot of time. And Bakke needed to get working, um, so he kind of stepped off of his like year eleven planning, got Bakke kind of going off the ground, um, and then as soon mm-hmm. as Maman Brigitte was launched, <laughs> uh, I came in and took over. Um, and mm-hmm. it was it is not easy to go from god to god like back to back like that that was definitely uh difficult a whale of a time it sure was um but i've been you know, waiting all podcasts to say that by the way i thought of that before the podcast wow you did like, wow that's i'm proud of you man that's uh, i think it's a like, stash <laughs> yeah it's just coming it's just bringing a whole lot of extra of extra power um extra oomph. extra oomph for sure um yeah, uh, I don't know if you got a chance to, like, watch mm-hmm. his, like, in-game thing. I assumed you didn't. Um, nope. But he's a solo lane guardian uh, who converts uh, protections into basic attack damage. His basic attacks are an AoE around him. Um, and he cannot increase his attack speed, uh, but instead converts attack speed into haste. Um, like for every 1% attack speed he gets, uh, he gets 1% haste. Um, so reduced basic attack penalty. Uh, you aren't, you know, Uh. when we first implemented that, people were building a lot more attack speed. I don't think you really need it because his one gives you 50% attack speed, uh, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, but 50% haste. But like Mm -hmm. that plus Shogun's and you're good um for the vast majority of team fights does it go through walls uh no no his basic attack does not go through walls it's not huge uh when you use your Mm -hmm. one or when you alt it does get bigger to 20 which is pretty big um but still not it still doesn't go through walls it it is treated like a basic attack i've seen a Mm -hmm. lot of people really disappointed that he doesn't uh proc basic attack item passives um we tried a lot to let him be able to do it. We knew people would be sad. We were sad. Um, that sounds awful to balance. It was, It just, I didn't think we could do it, to be honest with you. It was just a call that had to be made on, mm-hmm. we just need to, we just need to restrict this. Like, we could have given him reduced effectiveness. Uh, yeah, like Charybdis or something. Right, but like Charybdis, you know, her passive item passives are reduced properly but things like mm-hmm. death toll are not those work mm-hmm. differently we couldn't do that um for bake either just with the way that the game is built um and the reality was when you get to hit six targets with death toll even with the with the cleave debuff on it he could just heal for 100 hp a wave um interesting and that's just a lot <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that just a, like lot. a lot. And that's before you talk about him walking into your jungle with mannequins, uh, or, you no, know, oh, anything no. like that. Um, yeah, I didn't think about that. I honestly forgot mannequins was a thing. Yeah, it is a thing. We talked about, you know, I remember Ro and I had a lot of conversations about mannequins. Um, mm-hmm. we, you know, I wish we could have done it. Maybe there was a good solution. Um, but we didn't feel like there there was an acceptable one for us uh so we had to make that call but 
I think the the conversion of attack speed into haste ended up feeling really good, um, mm-hmm. and feels very fun. Uh, you know, haste has always been a very fun mechanic, but one that's very OP um, on crit characters and characters who do a lot of in hand damage. He will do a solid amount of in hand damage, but he never like one taps you. He's very. It's just kind of like chunk, chunk chunk with his autos because he can't gain that attack speed um so you know i think uh i think his loop ends up working pretty well uh for those of you who are looking for some tips for bake uh leading in um to playing him either on pts or in live he is definitely a gladiator shield god um because his loop is really use basic attacks to reset your two cooldown um and your two is how you're applying this curse damage reduction. The damage reduction is a really, really strong thing to be able to do that doesn't always feel strong because you can't see it. It's an invisible thing. Um, we've talked about it when it comes to like Osiris Tether, I think, on this podcast. How Osiris Tether is mm-hmm. easily one of the strongest abilities in the game but it doesn't feel like it is because you can't tell how much damage you're reducing necessarily. But you will, if you are amplifying your curse, if you're, if you can put 20% damage reduction onto a backliner in a fight for six seconds, that is huge. Like Mm -hmm. it matters so much. Uh, And that's before you even talk about his ultimate or anything like that. So um, I do think that that is, one of my few concerns with Bake is that he's going to do things very strongly. They just are partially invisible. But I think one of the things that works against damage reduction for a character like Osiris is that it's just only in that one spot and it isn't a forefront of his kit. Mm-hmm. We really wanted this this idea of applying damage reduction to your enemies to be a forefront of Bake Kujira. And so by that, I hope that it will be a little bit more noticeable to players like, Oh, I'm not doing nearly as much damage. It's really noticeable in solo because he hits you and the wave. And now you're clearing the wave slower. Um, you'll Mm -hmm. notice it there. I think for sure. Yeah. I think also on top of Osiris or on the topic of Osiris, he just doesn't like kill you as a soul winner. Mm -hmm. So when you're tethering people, it's like, what am I even here for? I hope my jungler comes and hits this guy. And from what you're saying about this guy, it sounds like he does, like, a decent amount of damage. Uh, the way you were saying chunk, chunk, chunk earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if he's able to damage reduce you and out-trade you, or even, like, trade evenly with you, then that changes the dynamic of the team fight a lot. Um, does he have CC in his kit? Or, like, decent CC? Yeah, his three is uh, is a push and stun. Um, it's kind of like a Herc push, almost. Mm-hmm. Um and then his alt is a big AoE donut that follows him. And the outer ring of the donut is uh, time dilation um, that applies in stacks. So it's like an Olaron ult that follows him. Um, oh. It doesn't boost his teammates. It only debuffs. Uh, and oh, then okay. in the center, you take increased damage from all sources. And he gets bonus base attack damage. So he, That's uh, a lot. That's... Yes, it is a lot. I will, I will say it is very common for gods to be very weak um, in playtesting. 
Bake was a case unlike anything I have seen, not just on a god that I'm leading, but on anyone else. Uh, in that he was the most lane dominant character I think we've ever seen for a lot of his playtesting time. And then he was the worst team fighter. I think I'm not kidding when I say, I think he lost his first 20 playtests. Uh, when he was up like three K gold sometimes coming out of laning phase, he was <laughs> so weak in team fights. Uh, and I really was like, what are we going to do, man? Like I don't, because you know, this ultimate is so obviously powerful on its face, right? Mm-hmm. Like how can it be struggling so much, but we just needed to really like tweak some things. And, uh, he went through a good amount of iteration, but I think he ended up being very, very strong. Um, and then we get, which is good because then we could tone him back like across the board and it felt much easier mm-hmm. to do that. But it was so weird because he would crush every single lane, un- impossible to beat, come into team fights, insta die every single game. Um, and it was so, it was like, it was just a me, it just became a meme of like, Oh, we're behind, but they've got Bake, so we can't lose. Like it's something that we just actually. It was season. It was like game, yeah. it was SSG, yeah. bro. That's literally what it was. I felt like <laughs> I understood that season for you during this during these last few months because it was just day in, day out, uh-huh. get huge lead, lose the game, um, uh-huh. and there it felt yeah. like anything that could go wrong would go wrong. Um, yep, but. You know, he came together very well. Uh, I think, you know, he's definitely... Something I've talked about on this podcast is that my gods have historically been too... um, too, The barrier to entry has been a little bit too high on them. Their skill floor hasn't been low enough. Uh, They're too hard to play for the average player. Um, And that's something that I want to continue to work on um clumsy being involved in the early stages in terms of like helping to put the kit together a little bit more uh i think definitely helps um because i think that he is definitely the easiest god or the 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 most accessible god Mm -hmm. on its face but i do think that his skill ceiling is a little deceptively high um because of the uh, you know a plot you want to apply your mark um i think getting your build right is going to be important and putting your damage reduction on the right targets i think are all very engaging and fun mini games to be playing um which is something that i think most players would recognize as a defining feature of a lot of my gods is i try and build in these little mini games to to try and fulfill uh because that's something that i really like um but I'm happy that there that a god that is partially mine um, is now a little bit easier uh, mm-hmm. than you know Maui and Mamon and Ishel. Yeah, just reading over his kid, does seem basic, but not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I mean, basic with like a lot of other numbers attached, so his abilities do do a lot, but they seem relatively easy to, as you were saying, like access for bad players or newer players sure um 
And also, this ult just seems crazy to me. Like, if this... It's crazy this guy was struggling. I assume that his numbers weren't this high before. Um, they were higher. I will tell you... Normally, what? we don't, like, talk about, like, the specific numbers. I will tell you, it was not long before his release that his damage reduction numbers went to, to what they are now. Right now, it's 6, 7, 8, 9, 10% for, re- for the yeah. first, from the base mark, and then those double, so 12, 14, 16, 18, 20%. Uh, for the vast majority of his development, it was 15 or 30% at all ranks uh, for the damage reduction, and he was still struggling which was what was so much because i was like guys i know this number is op like i know this is an unshippably op number but he can't win so like what do i do uh but it was some of the other aspects of the kit that i think were lacking that contributed to Mm -hmm. that um that we were able to to figure out um yeah tune the other knobs yes uh and we were able to get there finally um like literally the first time I think I think Roe was playing him the first time he was like unstoppably OP. Like he was just one V fouring for ten seconds and all that kind of stuff. And Roe is obviously like our best solo lane player. Um in the playtesting team, he played solo lane at an SPL level. Uh obviously very, very good. But when everyone came in and was like, we have to nerf this. This is so OP. That was so lame. I was like, yes. Like, we did it. Like, finally. That, that is an important thing to get to is like that mm-hmm. we found where he can be strong. We found where he can, like, cause frustration. And it's easier to, to pull back from that point um, when I had spent five weeks trying to get him to be op and he just couldn't be mm-hmm. um you know without making his dash do five thousand damage you know what i mean yeah um, of course like within just like reason. blowing up the numbers yeah. exactly uh so that was uh that was a good that was a good moment he literally won one play test and got nerfed uh was like <laughs> the way it had to go <laughs> um but but it, he dominated that one play play he, test. Boy, did he! Uh, yeah, Roe went absolutely crazy that game for sure. He was just, you know, Roe like, you know that like mm-hmm. maniacal laugh, like he's just having a lot of fun, and he knows that no one else is having fun. Like <laughs> it was that, and it was very funny for me. Um, he found his new Yorm. Yes, he did go Yorm. I told him like it's a solo guardian man who's lane dominant. Like this has got to mm-hmm. be your stuff, you know. Um, and uh and i think and i think we got him there also something that i'm really excited we got in so his alt like thematically is that he starts to you know it's a whale song he sings and that's what causes the time dilation Mm -hmm. uh the audio team was able to get in that it distorts your audio while you're time dilated so it sounds like underwater and like stretched out oh that's cool so cool i am a huge sucker for little like flavor things like that that Mm -hmm. impact gameplay but are really more there for flavor um and yeah like i was unbelievably excited whenever uh i like i I was talking to our audio team during one of the meetings and i was like is there any chance like feel free to tell me to shut up um but could we like do this do you think and they were like yeah that's a sick idea i think we can do it um and then they like nailed it first try it was crazy dude that's sick um does he gain anything in his ult, like, movement speed-wise, or, like, CC immunity or anything? No. No. Okay. Um, 
I don't... I know we tested some things. I think we talked about making him, like, root immune. Boy, I really hope we didn't, um, because I didn't write that in the description. Uh, my brain is, like, so oh, was... Um No, oh, I'm I literally just... just, like, thinking out loud. Um, no, he, yeah. he's knocked back immune when he threes, because it has a long wind-up. Uh, yeah. But, no, we, we talked about that, um, but that was... Because he did have trouble sticking on people because it, it's a really big area, but in reality, thinking. like, yeah. people just beads. Um, mm-hmm. Here's here's your Bakke tip. If you have someone in the inner, like, you dash on someone, they've got nothing, they have no beads, whatever. You want to S-key a little bit when you alt to put them in the tie-dye zone. And then you catch up and base attack a few times. Then you S-key a little bit, put them back in the tie-dye zone, get those stacks built up, and just kind of like keep them on that edge where you can base attack them, but they still are, get tie-dyed every once in a while because it takes some time for them to fall, those stacks to fall off. Um, what that did you was, guys come up with tie-dye? Time dilation, tie-dye. Yeah, no, I know that, but like, was that in the playtest? I've never heard that before. It's, uh, it's really good. We have literally always called it tie-dye internally. Really? Yeah. I've never heard that. That's, that's yeah. sick, sorry. T-I-D-I, time dilation. Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's good. Yeah, that's that's really big, is to is to get some time dilation stacks on them, basic attack them, let them get some more debuffs, you know, get some more time dilation stacks, all that kind of stuff. That uh, ups your lethality a lot um, mm-hmm. in that ultimate, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see, uh, you know, I'm glad he, he's a little bit out there and wacky and I wasn't sure how players would react to just a big old whale um, joining the cast. I will love him. People Whatever love gods are easy, I will I will love. This uh, is a guy, I, I think that you could hop in and slam some, some Baka games for sure, Barry. Dude, also, I okay, I feel like my, like, noobness is leaking out now. Mm-hmm. Um... I've never liked aesthetics or, like, skins. Like, I'm, like, the default guy that, like, always uses the same skin. Mm-hmm. The card art on these Bakke skins Dude, are aren't they sick. so good? They're so like, good. They're His mastery skin is legit, cool. like, uh, the background of one of my monitors right now. Like... It's so cool. It's I've, so cool. <laughs> I've never really looked at this stuff before, but it looks really cool. <laughs> Yeah, boy, Barry, you're gonna have a lot of exciting card arts to look I at know, if right? you've never checked. They are we uh, our illustration team does an unbelievable job. Um, right. Yeah, his oh, mastery yeah. skin in particular. You have to see the whole thing because it's it's like a little bit cut off almost uh, in this thing. You can see the full water because it's like this reversed perspective of him mm-hmm. like coming out of the water, but it's down. Like yeah, it's unreal. Um, if you go if you go to the closer look blog, I think that's the full um the it's like the here. article right before this. Here mm-hmm. I can post it in the um Oh yeah, I'm looking at it now. That's so cool. Twitch chat, there you go. Yeah, it's it's so good. Um just Dude <laughs> So sick. I called something a juicer at work and they had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> did they have to uh did did you explain it to them? uh no or you just go I like think... oh never mind yeah i was just like 
I was just like, yeah, it's just a word I say. I didn't want to like <laughs> go into this whole long like spiel about it, you know. I yep, like, I was yeah, uh, it's just a word I say. One of my my childhood best friend. It was his bachelor party in New Orleans this weekend, and I was there. Ooh, nice. um, and most of his friends are not gamers at all. Um, mm-hmm. And I, what did I say? I said, uh, oh, we like something bad happened in, uh, in our card game. And I was like, oh, GG, man. And they were like, what? And I was like, oh, um, never mind. <laughs> like, I, didn't <laughs> I was like embarrassed to explain it. Uh, that's like the most basic gamer term. Like, yeah. Like just a game GG, ever. Like, yeah. It was good. Like it was game over. So it was good game and fucking, they just it did it. Oops. Sorry for swearing. Um, shameful. Yeah, yeah it's just so easy to just say it. Like, it's so in our vocabulary by now that you you can catch most of them, but some of them are just so, like, ingrained in you. I had another just, really like... bad one, but it was to my my one friend there who is a gamer. Um, uh, We were disc golfing one morning because we wanted to see one of the New Orleans courses. It was just the two of us. And have I don't know if you've been corrupted or if you've talked to Andy enough to get this most recent one, Andy is a, Andy and Sir is a habitual like gamer phrase creator. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He just 100%. always says these weird things and they just catch on. Uh, he is a big user. Like, I think he's the one who got me hooked on using juicer, by the way, uh, when something was like good, you know, that's a juicer. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, like nice Sue is like a thing that gamers say, oh, but that's that what everyone says. Trans- like... but he started saying nice soup. Um, and so sometimes we'll go like, that's a nice soup. Like when something goes well, <laughs> or just like nice soup in general. And my friend Jeff had a good shot and I was like, that's a nice soup. And he was like, what? <laughs> I was like, yeah, never mind. <laughs> How do you even explain, you know, nice soup? Um, but try it out. Nice soup is good, by the way. That's a good nope. one. I need to cut that off. No, it's good, right, Barry. It's right good. Here. I'm telling you. You're gonna something's gonna go well for you. No. You're gonna go nice soup, and it's good. You're gonna nope. like it. Everyone's gonna look at me like I'm stupid. And well, just explain. Just that's a nice away. soup. Like that's all there is to it. Um, okay, <laughs> let's move on to to some of the balance changes. Um, Duel. Did you see this duel stuff here, Barry? Did you read these patch notes before this? No, I literally Good. got off work and then I went to the gym and then I came home, did some chores, and then I streamed and then I'm here. Awesome. I love that. We're going to get the true live reaction. So, we've been talking with some of the top duel content creators. You know, they want some changes to the mode. They want it to stay fresh. Uh, a big problem with the mode, in our opinion, is that the same gods are always going to be very good in duel and we do not have the bandwidth nor the desire to balance them specifically for duel so what? we're just gonna switch it up uh the top 25 percent of the roster in duel is now automatically banned for this patch uh that means no on her hades hoi bastet ula anubis bakasura poseidon maman brigitte scotty freya raijin chronos jingwei arachne pele amuzan Kab, morgan lefay set hebo alquang or Hera. you can't play them uh in ranked duel they also still get their 12 bands uh per game and i'll bet you there are going to be a lot of gods that never have seen any play meaningfully in duel that all of a sudden uh see a lot um that's crazy over this next way she is uh okay max uh, of 
statistician fame, friend of the podcast. You know him, you love him. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, he tweeted that because he was the one who, you know, we told him we wanted to do this. He came up with a formula of win rate, pick rate, ban rate to kind of come up with the top 32, uh, 25% mm-hmm. of the roster. And Jingwei was the literal number one win rate god in duel before he submitted this list. Uh, she won, her average pick rate was 3.52%, and she won 64% of her ranked duel games. And this is of high elo, by the way. This is high elo only. Um, then, that was in 10-11. In 10-12, 3.43% average pick rate. Inexplicably, 49% win rate. Dropped 15%, 50 spots for no reason at all that he can tell. Um, and he was like, or Jingwei. It, it, it's, it's a really good tweet at uh, innocent rabbit underscore on, uh, on Twitter, if you want to find it. Um, but yeah, it's like the guy who looks like he's always in pain, like stock photo guy, uh, <laughs> just giving a thumbs up, showing those two numbers. And it says, when you get tasked with finding the top performers in a niche underpopulated game mode, and the literal number one win rate god drops 50 spots in a patch with no balance changes and people online make fun of you. Yeah, I mean, yep. uh, you're, you, you do your best, you know. That is, that, is game, that, is, that is game balance in a nutshell right there for you folks. Um, yeah, so the plan is to change these bands in some way every patch in year 11. Um, we haven't fully decided we really want to hear from the community and from content creators on what they want to see um you know it could be anything as far as all the mages are banned or you know it's only physical gods that are unbanned uh or only magicals or you know it could be as ridiculous as like every other god alphabetically is banned only the top half of the alphabet is unbanned you know like things like that or um, what I think is ideally going to be more fun, um, is if we can figure out, it, you know, I don't know if we are going to have the dev time, but, uh, like the, like some curated pools of, you know, these are the gods that, um, are going to be unbanned for this patch. It's a meta centered around, um, gods whose ultimates are not very good in duel uh let's see how they do um you know like kind of a format-esque things um Mm -hmm. just trying to keep it nice and fresh so uh we know this was kind of crazy um and out of nowhere but duel is a mode that as max said is underpopulated uh pretty niche and it's also such a different game from base smite that Mm -hmm doing things that are a little bit more drastic like this, we hope are going to be something to keep those invested dual players interested uh, in the mode mm-hmm. and, and keeping it fresh. I mean, it's just from like a why not kind of perspective. Yep. Um, I mean, since it's underpopulated and you, like you said, you have a niche population playing it, they're probably tired of playing against the same characters and banning the same characters for literally years now, I'm assuming. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I like the change a lot. It's very spicy. Um, the targeting the meta sounds fun as well. Um, I 
assume you can't, but if you could do like, uh, I don't know, like a tournament inside Smite to see like who's the best in like this meta. Cause if it's if it was a leaderboard, then that would just be like abused by people like sniping. Like yeah, people alt would. I mean, I think that there's a world where we could definitely release some info on like here, you know, like it's going to be interesting on who the top god in this meta is going to be right like mm -hmm. is it just yeah. whoever was number 33 on the list uh or is it going to be someone who had a very low pick rate but now their pick rate skyrockets and then if we were to completely unleash the whole mode again maybe someone who uh didn't see play before all of a sudden does see play um mm -hmm. so yeah you know it'll it'll be interesting um i also think that there's big potential for you know the dual community is so close-knit as you said and you know all the dual content creators are like well known i think it would be fun mm -hmm. if we could go hey here's uh you know uh rexy's dual dual patch and it's just uh you know the gods that he finds fun or the or the ones or the gods he doesn't like to play are banned uh and the gods he does oh, like to play are cool. open and yeah. it's you know it's hit it's here's his if he could curate the pool here it is. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the next patch, it's, you know, here's solo double J's, uh, you know, thing. Um, and mm -hmm. so on and so forth. Like, I think that could be fun. Uh, but then they will get the angry tweets about the meta instead of us. So I don't know if that's uh, something that, that they're necessarily super interested That's in. a great idea. I agree. We should just outsource all these mean tweets. Um, yeah. Like, uh, you could even do that for Conquest. Yeah, sure. Barry, PBMs you want to do... You want to do meta. all the balance uh, for year eleven launch? Do you just want to take sure. a, take that over it. for me? Yeah, I've I, got my I haven't played Smite in like two months, so uh, cool. If you need me to balance anything, just let me know. Sweet. Um, not gonna get in trouble for making the joke I was about to make. Anyways, uh, conquest. Um, mid harpy base XP. This was a pro requested change. Mid laner's been getting a little bit too much farm. Uh, so we're reducing their base XP a little bit on these mid harpies. And now we get into the mage solo nerfs, uh, which includes this crimson totem, uh, 3% reduced magical lifesteal on crimson totem. Uh, as you know, Barry, we typically do not mm -hmm. do a whole lot of meta shifting balance in this patch. You've been around long enough and played enough smite world championships to know but this deserves it, but this deserves it. Um, based on the feedback from pros and from the community. Um, you know, a lot of talk about adjusting class bonuses um, and things like that. We felt like that was too risky to do. That just has too mm. many potential domino Variables. effects. Um, yep. And as you also know, I mean, the world's is literally uh, five weeks away um and teams are not going to be able to get good practice for five weeks uh because of the holidays and you know travel and all that kind of stuff so we don't want to drastically change the meta uh more than we need to so some roles probably got under addressed in this update but we were doing so much potential shifting in solo that we wanted to um, leave the rest of the game more quote-unquote solved so that there's less variables for teams to, to kind of go over. 
um, which you know I hope I hope our player base is generally understanding of. Um, mm-hmm. So, I believe it is seventeen bullet points of mage solo itemization only nerfs, uh, including yeah, the Crimson just Totem. Scrolling through all of these, this is a lot. It's a lot. Uh, kind of deserved. Kind of deserved. So that's fine. Um, I'm not going to go over all of them, but a lot of mage solo nerfs, particularly to Typhon's Fang, Vamp Shroud, Blood Soak Shroud, and Pythag's Piece, plus a little bit on Breastplate of Valor. Um, then Warrior Itemization gets some buffs. Uh, again, there was a lot of talk about hybrid items and how that is what Warriors need to be viable once again. Uh, I think it is a little cap or what well uh i don't know there i think that there is legitimate merit to hybrid items being what warriors are missing to be viable i also think there is a lot of disingenuous uh revisionist history on how problematic hybrid items were historically um you know the rose colored glasses a lot of rose tinted nostalgia glasses for for hybrid items for sure uh you know there was literally a reddit post titled something along the lines of hybrid items weren't op you know or something like that and it's just not that's just not true right like it just isn't what game were they playing their version of smite which is legitimately different than the version you and i were playing right it is Um, no that was the same smart yeah (laughs) i Uh, want to know what they were doing i do think if anyone was expecting us to reintroduce hybrid items in 10 13 right before worlds i do think that is an unreasonable expectation um Mm -hmm. not just in terms of workload for the developers but in terms of what it would do to the meta and how much turmoil it would cause going into the world championships. Um, I understand if people were not particularly excited about all the shields getting 50 gold off and 50 health on. Um, Those aren't the most exciting changes, but I do also think it's important. It's well, it's not important. It is not particularly fair to evaluate that these individual buffs in a vacuum. And it's not about, uh, you know, the, the warrior itemization only gets bumped up so much. It's about how much the mage solo itemization and the mage solo gods get toned down at the same time with the idea that these, you know, bars end up leveling in this in this zone um Mm -hmm. you know it's a hot topic right now and i can uh empathize with that um i would like to say as i pretty sure i did last or you know last week two weeks ago whatever it was um but there is no one uh, there is no one individually on the balance team who has an agenda against warriors um i'm a little disappointed i have to explicitly say this multiple times uh but that is not the case um 
there is no one on the balance team who particularly wants mages to be strong. Uh, you sound like a politician right now. <laughs> well, Barry, there have been a lot of quotes on Reddit from podcasts from over a year ago uh, of things that I've said, and so I want to be very clear. Wait, really? Yes, yes, there have been a lot lately. And I knew, at Bar- like, I give these huge <laughs> spiels of any of every single balance talk because I, and I've always said it's because someone down the line is going to take this out of context uh-huh. and use this as an argument uh, against what we're doing, whatever it is. That <laughs> continues to be the case, and I understand that that will happen, and it is unavoidable. There's no way someone went back over oh, yeah. a year ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bro, um, go outside. Touch some grass. Like, that is Bear's opinion, not mine. Um, <laughs> that is crazy. Only a man with a mustache hunting. that powerful is, allowed, is able to say those things. Um, <laughs> go, go do something productive. I man. do. Not, I know. I played <laughs> mid when I played in season two competitively. I don't care if mages are good or bad. I just want the game to be fun for as many people as possible. That is all I want. Vote for Agro. Oh. <laughs> no, don't vote for me. I don't want the votes. Um, so yeah, the some warrior items get buffed. Pestilence gets 100 gold off and 15 HP 5. I think this will be a pretty appealing rush item um, into a lot of these warriors. Uh, if they Into a lot of these mages, rather, if they are still viable um mm-hmm. archdruids get some some prots dawnbringer gets hp5 as well even though the passive is more late game scaling uh giving it hp5 makes it a better uh first item um to potentially help you in lane and warrior's axe getting five power uh is starter item power is very important for what mm-hmm. pros do and 20 power is a lot among mm-hmm. physical starter items um and it is not just warriors you know as strong as mages are currently it wasn't that long ago that they were not being played in mid because set mid and pele mid were running all over the place and they weren't exactly being played in duo and if warriors axe is too good then it's really easy to play things like pele mid with warriors axe uh and get some good sustain and all that kind of stuff so just put the solo mage in mid yeah um yep you could do that genius genius i solved the issue you're cooking you're welcome i am a little surprised at how the general reaction has been that it seems like the initial reaction this is all before people play is that mages are still miles ahead of warriors um in solo and this might not change the meta whatsoever i would be surprised if that were the case but it certainly is a possibility what are what are your initial thoughts when you're just looking at the itemization changes um going into going into worlds it depends on how much live steal they were getting from lane because i know that was like the biggest talking point of lost owners that i've heard is just the sustain is the major issue of why mages were so strong at least in laning phase they um, lost a lot of lifesteal itself three percent off the totem two percent plus one health and two mana off of the mm-hmm. individual procs on vamp shroud and then pythag's piece lost four percent lifesteal as well 
and that lifesteal getting converted into power from Typhons gets pretty significantly hit. Um, that 2x to 1.5 is, is a good amount of power. Oh, no, I, I agree with you with all the numbers across the board, but as as an ex-pro player... Right, it, who uh, don't care some, about numbers that much, by the way. It's more about feel. Exactly. Sometimes when you still feel the green numbers and you're still getting healed and you've been playing the same way for so long, sometimes you know it's fine. And yep. if the enemy team starts playing warriors or guardians and they're playing against your mages you've been playing for a long time and you're very experienced with playing with this play style for a long time sometimes you're just continue to continue with that play style or you're going to find the warriors or guardians that some mages are still good into and then figure out ways to exploit those mage matchups versus the tanks um so yep. it won't be like a permanent meta people would be like hey i like ryzen here so now we're not topping ryzen we can still bottom pick ryzen if we like it with our comp we like it against their comp sure um but i'm i'm on aggro side of hoping this is enough to you know even the scales or maybe tip the scales back to the warriors but since i haven't obviously scrimmed in a very long time or played solo lane recently as of two months um i will say that i'm not sure but looking at the numbers the lifestyle is getting hit largely across the board um Mm -hmm. And if sustain was a major issue, which I've heard in Soul Inner streams, then I'm hoping that this will solve the issue. Um, but also, uh, like I was talking about earlier, uh, the Warriors exchange is a little scary for mid laners, but I haven't seen... I don't think I've seen too much set in Pele mid recently in SPL. No, um, not too much recently. Well, obviously, obviously they're on a break. Yep. Um, but... At the, at the tail end of the SPL games. I don't remember seeing too much of it in mid. Um, but also, I mean, I like the I like the uh, buffs to the Warrior Arms across the board. The Pestilence buff is a very exciting change because the problem with that item for a long time, I never wanted to go that item first because it just, it feels so, like, lack of sustain-y. Yeah. You know, you need your sustain somewhere else on, like, health or mana or somewhere. Um, and now, obviously, you get your mana from blue buff, and then the pesty HP5, so you're having some kind of sustained lane, and then you're kind of tipping the scales to your favor um, with just the new pesty passive, or new-ish pesty passive. Um, yep. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that these are enough to balance the scales, but it would, I mean, okay, as a viewer, sure. as someone who's not in the pro league anymore, it is fun to watch mages in solo lane because sure. I feel like some SPL solo laners are much better at them than others. Um, <laughs> yeah, you want to name some names there? <laughs> I won't. I I would like to just I take the politician approach since you're doing it. Uh-huh. Um, I, we can't I won't both say be politicians. Any... Someone someone's got to have we're some com- scalding hot we're takes competing. here. We're, I'm your uh, actually no, we're not competing. I'm your I'm your VP here. Oh, okay. Um. I'm trying to keep you in line with all the uh, crazy stuff you're wanting to say. Uh-huh. Um, I, <laughs> I will not name any names, uh, but some of them, you know, aren't great at uh-huh. playing mages. Yes. Uh, yeah. No one in particular. Some people in particular. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I also... Yeah, no, I'm not going to open that can of worms. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to move oh, on. You, you popped it and then closed I clo- it. I, I was about to take a long sip. Uh... And then I decided to put it away. Um, This is, this is what, 
the, the Reddit posts and the Reddit though. comments get you. So I don't I don't want to talk uh, anymore. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's the punishment. Um, okay, let's get into some, some specific god nerfs. Uh, Aplash, um, kind of been one of the more dominant mage solos, only hurting his laning phase. Well, not only the laning phase, but more clearly his laning phase by nerfing the passive um decrease the heal from five to four percent and then he was getting two seconds off of his one and two every time he picked up a corpse he gets two of those from his one alone by the way uh so mm-hmm. that's going from mm-hmm. two to one should pretty heftily nerf his laning phase where you're able to pick up those corpses a lot more easily um and without as much risk uh i'm just gonna keep going if you got thoughts stop me does that work sure yeah cool. sounds good um athena uh this god we've talked about it a lot on this podcast i think Bear, or bobby and i talked about it last week i'm surprised that pros are still struggling against her as much as they are uh because she continues to do the same thing that she's always done um, but the ult op yeah it's been the same ult the whole time you know yeah but it's a it's a different meta aggro i agree you gotta you gotta you gotta put on the pro goggles here and think about all the scrims where athena's in the game and you you're okay are you are you visualizing this yeah i'm okay you, yeah let me you, close my eyes okay i'm, I'm scrimming. yeah close your eyes what role am i playing scrimming. you're playing you're playing adc okay okay it's the easiest for me to talk about sure um so what's my matchup it that doesn't matter um this is hard to visualize (laughs) you're playing jingwei wait no okay what hunter do you want to play you're playing uller okay and the other guy is playing cupid oh tough (laughs) i got counter picks oh lucky yeah that that guy just really wants to win his lane yeah um the athena's coming out of base you know she's like it's on their team yeah, it's on their team. Oh, uh, she's like six exactly. You're see, you're already upset that she's even in the game. Yep, yep. And then you hear Athena has ult. Uh huh. So now in your head, you don't want to step up over fifty percent because you don't nope. want to be the guy. Yep. That everyone in your team is like, why'd you step up? Athena had ult. Yep. And you're like, what do you want me to do? Not play the game? Yep. I'm pi- I picked Uller. Am I supposed to sit under my tower all game? Because I picked exactly. Uller. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Okay. You're, you're going to transfer. You're going to turn it on her now. Oh, you're, okay. Wi- you're, you're in a winning matchup. Yeah. Okay? Against Cupid yeah. still? Fool. Fool. They pick Cupid and you're on her. They just disrespect <laughs> They don't respect you. me? Okay. They don't respect you. Crazy. And so you're you jumped on this guy right of course i did it's a it's a pure 1v1 you have full ward vision you jump yeah. on this guy Junglers you impale solo. him yep junglers and solo the athena appears on him and you're like oh shoot Uh-oh. i made a mistake <laughs> and then you're like i would have soloed that guy if it wasn't for the athena and i would have and too. Ex- you would as you do yep. as aggression does he yep. would have soloed the guy easily yep chump and you're like this god is just annoying because it's stopping me from playing the game that i want to play mm-hmm. so on our on our six bands that we have in the beginning right mm-hmm. three bands per team you're like we could just ban this character so our laners can play the game more comfortably mm-hmm. and not ask every 15 to 30 seconds does athena have ult sure that's that's not fun it distracts you from what you want to do in the game yeah because you're like I I could get Athena ulted, and then you're stuck at this fifty percent of the way 
up the laning up the lane because you don't want to pass it because it's like your teammates are going to be like why'd you play up athena huddle mm-hmm. and then you're like what do you want me to do she was in soul lane taunting you and now she's ulting me yeah like, yeah i mean that's... you're right there's nothing i can think of to play around that at all um... welcome to the fish tank <laughs> thanks <laughs> i almost fell asleep there my eyes were closed for so long um just my wonderful voice was just yeah no i was really here. i was really in it i can't believe they disrespected me by picking cupid into on her that's, that's right absolutely and then insane. you got soloed well no because they got athena altered that's, that's, well, that's not that's a not solo. Well, your teammates would see it that's... i mean you got sold yeah um yeah uh i'm just thinking all of the things that you said are true about mm-hmm. athena alt uh in all the metas where she was considered unplayable right but her th- three one change is better for her now, it is it is right? better for sure um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so here's the nurse yeah. uh after all that um she moves <laughs> away from five for level because it was higher than most guardians uh her taunt cooldown is now 18 seconds flat at all ranks which is crazy i remember when we made the change from i think it was 18 seconds flat to scaling and we were like this ability is not 18 seconds at all ranks strength like this ability is not that good here we are yeah, yeah. um and then we're, defend- back. <laughs> we're back and then defender of olympus that op alt now going to be uh, a two minute cooldown instead of 110 uh and the damage mitigation that both she and the target she's teleporting to goes down from 30 percent to 20 percent uh, i think athena will still be good um at a high level because that situation you described still happens uh just mm-hmm. maybe i have another 10 seconds uh to do it to be to jump in and pillar stun them um which but, you would which you i would always hit that. uh but hopefully a little bit less good mm-hmm. yeah i i also i also think it's a map thing um i think globals have literally been op on this map for this entire year and every time i played against a global and duo i'm like this is suffocating to play against yeah. every single time i've thought about that i've talked about it with like my teammates all year i'm just like because I remember in the beginning, Twig was picking, like, Merc, Thor, Rat, and I'm like, I can't do anything. I can't mm. walk with the shield buff. We need we need wards, like, at their backyard. You mm-hmm. know, like, I can't walk into their backyard. They have nope. a fence around it. Nope. And I, I just think it's also a global issue. I don't think globals were as strong on maps previously. I mean, obviously they were strong, but it definitely felt different in Duo this year, I think, just because you have, have to contest shield camp so often. Mm-hmm. Um where it just it just feels different i think before you felt like you were on a bit more of an island in duo and then this year it's like you can kind of get ganked and pressured at any time based off of the spawns of the camps um and i think that also leaks into like support picks where globals have just felt probably very strong i think anytime you can add a global to your team comp right now i think you're just going up in value um yeah yeah i've just always felt that way Sure. About this year, anyways. Uh, well, here's another one. Chernabog uh, got absolutely... His early lane got, like, gutted last mm-hmm. last patch. Um, still... Surely people buy cooldown after this change, right? Like, surely you're going to buy Failnot. Surely it's... people will buy Failnot. Because uh, his ultimate is also going surely. from 110 seconds to 120 seconds. Uh, we're reducing the movement speed he gets when he lands by 5%, from 20% to 15%. And the damage mitigation was 10 to 20%, loses 5% at all ranks, now 5 to 15%. This plus the nerfs in 10 12, mm-hmm. surely enough to make Chernabog not 
just insta top pick. He, will he be good in some matchups? I'm sure. Surely, Barry, this is enough. Still a global. Still this current year. Uh huh. Maybe people will buy fail not now. Maybe it's just because maybe it's just because of spectral that people don't want to buy fail not. Maybe that's like it feels too weak mm-hmm. against spectral. But that item has just always felt good on turnbuck. You feel like you're getting like found that on other hunters doesn't feel like you're getting value on all four buttons yep on turnabog you feel like you feel the impact of cooldown reduction on literally all four of his buttons like he feels so just so much cleaner with yep. cooldown sorry uh, i agree uh i feel not please i think turno will probably i've given up hope that turnabog will not be top pick top in at worlds he just will be um i've just accepted it uh maman brigitte um the bonus this is all for madame's mark but it's underneath the description of madame fangs but it will be uh whether you apply it with her two or her ultimate that mark damage gets its scaling cut in half from five percent to 2.5 percent and now no longer has any base damage it was five uh it now is zero and is just 2.5 percent that mark pulse damage was always meant to just enable your passive and cause your soul spikes to happen faster um it was not intended to be a primary damage source in and of itself. Um, I think this is a pretty sizable nerf to Maman, but you know, from my from my perspective as uh, the one who designed her, um, when I see, oh, her passive does so much damage to me, I'm like, yep, as intended, uh, as it's supposed to. It's when her other things are also doing too much damage that I think mm-hmm. uh, is the, the problem. Is the potential problem, and this I think was contributing far too much damage to her combo. Um, mm-hmm. Because this, you know, it's two point five percent scaling and five base damage, but this will hit you five times um, very easily. So I think this is going to be a pretty sizable nerf to her. I hope it doesn't take her out of meta for worlds because you know it's cool to see the new god. Um, you know the newest god that is available for comp play at worlds and she's in my opinion fun to watch but uh i think there's definitely a chance it might because i think there's a pretty big nerf yeah i thought this god was pretty mediocre in jungle for most spl junglers um i think i only saw it perform well like maybe one or two jungle scream had a good jungle game on it Mm -hmm. pants um Love the guy. That guy should not play Mamon. I mean, that. Well, he'll he's got some he's got some time to warm it up before Worlds. He does. I'm, be, I'm believe I'm a be, penny believer. He'll be good on her. I will say this: I, I thought Dardes was the best Mamon player by a, by a pretty wide margin. Shinto by Shinto, a country mile. Like he he looked by far the best. I thought Shinto looked the second best, and then Scream, uh, and then I don't know if anyone played her besides Penny. Uh, I mm-hmm. think there were only those four. But the mid laners looked better on her than I thought any of the junglers did, which I thought was uh, funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Dardes was going crazy on this god. Yeah, he was I going goat mode. Um, um, okay, Poseidon um, all of a sudden kind of became the top mage solo. Uh, in talking to pros, it was a lot due to his objective damage. So we nerfed his passive, which is where a lot of his objective damage comes from. And then in solo, they were maxing the two. 
Uh, so we're increasing that cooldown that was 16 to 12 to now 15 seconds at all ranks and nerfing the base damage on Trident by 10, which is really by 20 if you hit uh, both sides of it. Um, pretty clear nerf. Poseidon's also been sleeper OP like all year. He's been statistically very strong. So definitely warranted uh, of a nerf. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see if it will be enough. Uh, Raijin um, is now, when you look at the numbers his kit does, he's now worse than he was before his spicy buffs. <laughs> like, you get the the small amount of cooldown reduction from the basic attacks. Other than that, his numbers are just worse, and he was considered unplayable at that point. Um, surely. Maybe just passive. What's that? Maybe it's just his new passive. The, like... just the, the getting attack speed on ranks of his ultimate and the 0.2 seconds cooldown off of uh, his cooldowns when he basic attacks an enemy? Maybe that's the tech. Maybe it is it's certainly possible um but yeah maybe it's maybelline uh i will say morgan lefay the one mage solo kind of missing from this list she was just statistic uh, raijin we felt like would get more people upset that they didn't see a raijin nerf uh her his perception is higher than morgan lefay's uh statistically she is not nearly as strong as apwash or poseidon um so she was left off this list maybe that will prove to be a mistake but um she wasn't exactly tearing up the meta before this mage solo thing mm-hmm. happened. And with all the itemization nerfs, that also should nerf her. Um, and then Ratatosker didn't want to have a massive nerf for him, but he just was pretty clearly the best jungler um, in the playoffs. Uh, so just a small damage nerf on Acorn Blast. Um, global. Global crazy. ultimate. Crazy. Smile. Um, all right. Buffs, there aren't too many we can kind of blow through these as we're already a little bit over time um achilles not buffing his late game in any way shape or form just buffing his early uh this radiant glory change just getting four targets at all ranks instead of only at rank five is massive i think for him nutty yeah Yeah. i think achilles is going to be very good on this patch is my guess um bologna Saw a little bit of tiny, like, a little bit of play at one point this year, but needed a little bit of help. So just a tiny bit more healing on Scourge, and then a pretty noticeable base damage buff on Eagle's Rally in the late game. Um, remember when this ultimate was, like, Omega OP, and how long mm-hmm. ago that feels? Mm-hmm. Feels like it was a long time ago. Yeah, her ult's just weird. Yeah, it is. It's because Divios isn't here yelling Rally here in order to, like, make True. it feel stronger. That's, uh that's that's the if point, you look at the numbers on the ult it's crazy but yep. it feels like it doesn't do much nope sure doesn't feel that way uh tier um i saw a lot of people being surprised that tier was on this list he is stati- his stats were frankly appallingly bad um <laughs> appallingly bad uh so you know, we don't, we, perception is a big part of it. If you haven't listened to our episode with Max uh, about stats, I highly recommend you do so and how we use them for balance. Uh, he didn't check the perception of the buff, but uh, everywhere else he did. So sometimes that's enough. And his buff isn't. Sometimes you forget a P. Sometimes you forget a P and that's just how it goes. Um, 10% scaling basically on Fearless because Assault stands Fearless, it's twice. Uh, and then 
the fearless cooldown now scaling down per rank i don't think this matters that much for the majority of players actually because fearless cooldown is more or less change stance cooldown which is lower than this um but for players who are not using change stance at every opportunity they can fearless more often now which i think is good um mulan supposed to be a lane bully doesn't really get to bully you until she's at the second rank of sword and spear so just letting her get to those a little bit earlier um which is good and then maybe the buff that scares me the most uh in this patch it's gilga um gilgamesh the activation of his one did 25 percent bonus damage to lane minions only it will now deal 40 percent bonus damage to lane minions only i played i did this in play test uh his clear was good like it was like pretty good you have to be in the middle of the wave but it's pretty good um and now uh he got increased hp5 whenever his one was active we reduced the hp5 that he was getting because instead of only when it's active it is now active at all times but it's dependent on the rank of your one this lets us gate it a little bit uh away from the really early stages of the game and historically uh the one is more appealing to max in solo but the two is what you want to max in jungle so by gating this hp5 uh, by rank of the one it is a little bit more in favor of solo gilgamesh than jungle gilgamesh um, nice that makes sense yeah you think in uh i'm expecting gilgamesh jungle anyways because they're look they're itching for an excuse to play gilgamesh jungle i feel like i think it's just gilgamesh as a character is so satisfying to play and junglers will always want to play whatever character is fun to them and gilgamesh is that's fun every to everybody world, exactly that's, that's every gilgamesh is, it's fun to everybody and yep. they're the role that gets to like you're in picks and bands and your soul is like i want gilgamesh and your jungler's like it's mine and you're like okay oh enjoy there it is yeah enjoy um stupid junglers that's what i'm saying uh loki gets a small damage damage buff on vanish uh robin gets some scaling on his one and his alt i think he might actually be pretty good after this um, i thought robin was already good honestly I well thought, we're like, backliners so we think robin's always op um yeah because we see the situation where he one shots us and that situation happens every time he goes every us, single and like, time and there's no counter i tried to ultimate he just tuned like what am i supposed to do it's so exactly OP yep someone else burn is too and then you agus is old and you still die and you're like what do what i do I, what are you doing um exactly. sylvanas uh the stun on his three is now no longer reduced by diminishing returns um we want to you this is oh. a popular suggestion for a lot of characters i see it on things like herc we still want to use this mechanic very sparingly because it does break a core rule of the game but <laughs> It felt appropriate for Sylvanas because, number one, he got pretty harshly nerfed by the changes to root, how Root interacts with Diminishing Returns. Um, and if anyone has any stacks of Diminishing Returns, you hit a longer range pull. They can act before you can because of the post-fire. And they spend all of that stun time in the travel time. So now it will feel a lot better uh, it will apply DR, uh, yes, Mr. White Dude in chat. It still applies DR, it just doesn't respect it um, anymore. Uh, 
is the change. Barry, you had some crazy eyebrows going during my little monologue there. What's up? Yeah. I was sorry. I got excited and scrolled further. Uh-huh. Um, these Apollo buffs. Yeah, they're big, Medusa huh? Buffs. Bro, these are like two of my favorite characters. I if I had known you were on the chopping block, Barry, I would have helped you out. You know what I mean? Thank like, you. I would have. I would have. You should have known. I should. Like, I should have known. Jeez, um, yeah, like, Apollo gets five percent scaling on the one, and then a partial revert on the nerf uh, to his mana cost on his ultimate that we had to do when the community kind of lost their minds at his spicy buffs. Um, surely he's good after this, right? Like, I think he so just lands in and dives, but at least you'll have more mana when you land in and die. Yep, no doubt about that. And then Medusa uh, decrease or increase the base damage on Viper shot by five at all ranks, but that's per shot, so that ends up being pretty good. Um, and then decrease the mana cost on her one and her two pretty significantly. Um, and as I wrote in these dev notes, even though she uses Transcendence pretty well, uh, we would like to give her the option to get other items. And her mana costs were just kind of restrictive and forced her into Transcendence a lot of the time. Yeah, um, going anything but Destal on that character felt so bad. Yep. Like, if you tried to go Cal Medusa, it was like three rotations of abilities because it's really hard to not pressure one in lane. Yep. Uh, that's... It that's just a very difficult button not to press because it's one it of the best like... feeling abilities in the game. I exactly, think. yeah, and you just you want to press it like they they pop their steroid. You both already cleared the wave, and then you're like, I could just press my one right now, and yep. then you do that like two or three times, and you're like, I'm out of mana. I really uh, think so a these... big reason why that ability feels so good, by the way, is all in its sound design because uh-huh. the the shot sounds so much heavier, mm-hmm. like those four shots coming out really quick and with this really like heavy bowstring sound is like so good um i think that's why that ability no. feels so good i think she's like she's like the gilgamesh of uh, hunters like her yeah, kid she just feels, feels great yeah he, it feels so i've always been like a a fighting game guy in smite like I find the combo of each character and then I just press that over and over again. And all right. of Medusa's and you combos actually feel get really to, satisfying. You get some of those combos named after you, right? Like the exactly. soul combo. Uh, mm-hmm. The Barracuda Which combo, I started. Which yeah, you started. I, no one had thought of it before you. And no one does it quite as good as I do. And that's oh, okay. a little bit ridiculous. It's Isn't it crazy a... that no one has gone with the aggro Medusa combo of Hydra's Medusa? You can get so have... many. It's, it's OP. I've tried that. It's not great. Okay. It's not great. I'm going to make a change to make Hydra's Medusa OP. Um, that's uh, that's what needs to happen. She gets it on every single auto over one. That would be broken. Oh, my goodness. That would be so No, broken. that would actually be good. <laughs> now, it's not good. That, yeah, I guess, I guess. It would make it good, no doubt. Um, mm-hmm. There is no doubt about that. Uh, okay, and then two more to go. Um, it's... Uh, Oh my god, I just like opened up mobile Discord. What is, this is? Did you get the Discord update on mobile? This is illegal, what's happened to Discord on mobile. This I don't is, know what you're talking about. It looks so different. Oh. I don't, I don't uh, like this. Never mind. No, I, don't worry I barely it. open Discord anymore. Um, okay. Kronos uh, gets his base attack speed from 1 to 1.05. Uh, this is a big deal, as I'm sure you know, Barry. Um because any attack speed you get is a percentage of your base um so 
a 10% attack speed item means more to a character with a higher base, uh, the, with a base of 1.05 than a, than a character with a base of 1. Um, so Kronos getting this extra base attack speed means that any further attack speed he gets is more valuable, and he gets it built in with Accelerate. He might want to build some rings. Um, all of that ends up feeling pretty good, I think. And then Accelerate uh, goes from 15 to 14 seconds. Uh, when we were looking to make this buff, we were looking at base stats, um, and I thought we could go higher than 1.05, but he there was actually only one mage in the entire game that had a higher base attack speed than one. Everyone was one, except for one mage. Barry, do you know which mage also has a base attack speed of 1.05? Agni? No. It's Olorun. Olorun is the only other mage that has a base attack. Oh, Agni gets a lot more attack speed per level than most mages, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. But the only other one with base 1.05, which I did not know. Um, yeah. And then, last but not least, Zeus. Uh, his ult sticks. Oh, of course. This guy has been a Zeus change for worlds. His of ult is, is not good. This guy's agenda is crazy. It's, First he wants to... He wants yep. mage solos, and then he buffs Zeus. Like, yep, that's true. It's it is crazy so, you've yeah. done all of this. Look at what I've done. Um, the agenda you push is crazy. Yes. Yep, that's true. Um, yeah, his ult stinks. Uh, it's really bad. Um, no one ever gets hit by more than one tick unless you're Odin comboed. And then it could do a, th a thousand and it wouldn't matter. You're dead anyways. You know, like mm -hmm. if you're stuck in an Odin cage with anyone, any damage mage alt, you're going to die no matter what. Uh, this is really going to help his objective damage, which he's already very good at. But as I've talked about a lot, trying to lean into character identity is something that we're trying to do a little bit more. Um, and on those, you know, one tick hits, in the late game, it should, you know, 60 base damage is a lot at uh, level 20 even. So, should uh, should be feeling better there for Lightning Storm. Um, overall, I'm interested to see what the mage, what mage, you know, what happens in solo between mages and warriors. I'm hopeful that some warriors will be viable at the very least. I don't know if all will be, but some. Um mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Zeus. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Apollo or Medusa. Uh, Robin as well. But in general, you know, pretty... Did you buff Mulan for Harry? Yeah, you know, my agenda was telling me that I had to... <laughs> this guy's been struggling all fall split and you were like... Get another one in there for him. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta help your boy out a little bit. Yeah, you know. Well, because... Nope, not gonna go there. Um... Yep, just gonna move on to our ad read. That's what I'm gonna do instead of making the joke I was gonna make. Uh, <laughs> all right, this uh, before we get to the random question of the week, I wanted to let you know that this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, we are getting close to the end of the year. That means a lot of uh, potential stress, uh, particularly for me, because it means you know we gotta get our new season wrapped, and we're gonna be driving. Dude, I have to drive. With our five-month-old, twelve hours in like two weeks, that is going to be. Yeah, don't leave him. That's going to be brutal. No, we're not going to leave him. Everyone wants to see him, and he's <laughs> oh, so cute. Uh, but that means we have to drive twelve hours with a five-month-old, which I am dreading. Uh, and so, 
I talked about it with my therapist a lot this week um, because that's uh, that's something. No, you can't do that. You're not allowed. Um, I don't think that's what's even the point, man. Well, you know, there. Anyways, um, (laughs) uh, but yeah, the the end of the year season um, and the holidays and all that kind of stuff can can bring a lot of stress, and uh, it's a great time to try uh to try therapy um because you know it can bring a lot of uh those difficult feelings uh to the forefront or you know your maybe your family gives you a hard time and you want to talk to someone about some ways to handle those types of situations better um therapists are great for that kind of stuff Barra and I have both uh regularly used therapy in our lives um and give them huge huge thumbs up uh it's so so important uh for for your own mental health and i think one of the really the only barrier to entry um there are only two in my opinion on therapy and number one it can be daunting to find a therapist and then number two of course uh the cost um and better help can help with both of those which is why we're super excited to to work with them so uh it's it's so easy with BetterHelp. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you get to switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which is absolutely huge. You definitely want to find that connection with the right therapist, and so BetterHelp makes that easy, which is absolutely massive. So find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Backliners today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Backliners to get 10% off your first month. Big shout out to BetterHelp um, and to uh, therapy because it goes off. Um, all right, Barry, uh, we missed you last week. Nice there was too. one question I wanted to uh, to get your thoughts on. Um Neon last week asked, how many chickens do you think it would take to kill you? Um, you walk into a chicken coop and they just attack. Well, I'd be saving them because I'm vegan. Okay. Yeah, you don't hurt animals. They wouldn't attack me. They'd know. They, they, they they'd see smell my stash. The, and they'd, they... they'd see the stash. They'd smell the, the, mm-hmm. the tofu and they would respect you. <laughs> That's what would happen. Fair enough. Exactly. Or they would think I was food because I think that they eat soy. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to, to answer Bro, the question, I saw a uh, I saw a a video on Reddit of someone making um, tofu like the traditional like OG way of making tofu, and it was really awesome. I'm gonna see if I can find it and send it to you. Um, that sounds fantastic. It was like three minutes and it was, it was great. Um, okay. Uh, Messi wants to know what time do you consider to be early? Uh, I'm a contractor who starts at 7am every day. So hearing some mm. pro players mm. complain about waking up for 11am scrims blows your mind. Oh, Messi. You... Yeah. Oh, 11am yeah. is basically like asking them to stab their themselves in the eyes sometimes. Uh, anyways. Oh yeah. hundred uh, percent. Early for Messi is 4am. Uh, they don't want this to come off as competition. They're just curious about others' lifestyles and people who get more sleep than them. Um, oh my God. And here's normal alarm is four or 5 AM. Cause they start work at seven. That is crazy. Yeah. My wife wakes up at 
well now with our kid i mean she's up in the middle of the night all the time as am i um but even before we had our son her normal alarm was like five was like four forty five. i think a lot of the time um mm-hmm. which is absolutely crazy uh what would you consider to be early barry um well i currently wake up at 7 a.m every morning uh and even on the weekends i wake up around eight i'd say mm-hmm. um which I would consider that early. Yeah. Um, I early in the day. Um, I would assume like midday is around like, you know, like one to three. And then like late or like afternoon, evening would be like seven to nine. So I would assume like just based off of like the way I viewed my day, if I had to wake up or do something between like the hours of seven and nine, mm-hmm. I would assume that that's early. Um or in my head, I would just see that as early. If I had to like wake up before that, I would just say no. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I I don't view that as early because I just wouldn't. Um, yeah, I I've thought about doing the the early workouts, and I just know if my alarm goes off at six and I have to wake up, get out of bed, and go work out at six in the morning, you're gonna be miserable. You know. Your bed is so comfy. Your bed is so warm. It's so warm. You, yeah, the winter is exactly. so hard for that. It's and so much just, easier in the summer. You walk outside and it's just so dark, cold, cold and dark. Yeah, and you're like, I could just be in bed right now. Like, I feel like I would do that for like a week, yeah. and then next week I'd be like, I'm just going to go I back just to working out after work. Slept. Exactly. Know? It's just so yeah. much better. Um, uh, yeah, I'd say seven. Seven is early. Seven is early. Okay. I would say if I have, so I'm someone who takes a long time to wake up. Like I need multiple alarms to get me to wake up and hear them. And then I need to like have some like wake up time in bed where I'm like on my phone, just kind of like getting mentally out of sleep. Um, and I need like 15 to 20 minutes at the very least. Uh, are you that way when you have to be somewhere? Or yes. Just I will set okay. my alarm okay. much earlier so that I have time to lay in bed and wake up. Um, or okay. else I feel like my head is just like not prepared for the day. If I have to, like when I wake up late and I have to, oh crap, look at my alarm, instantly get out of bed, I'm out of sorts like all day. Uh, I kinda, is that an ADHD thing? I don't know. I'm not really sure. Destiny is like that too. And everything you're describing, she relates to. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but I've literally always been that way. Uh, I can never, ever turn off like the, you know, you see in like the TV shows or whatever, like the person like hits their alarm and then they just like get out of bed. I never want to do that. Uh, like that's not me sets Um, the vibe wrong all day right so if i have to if i have to be out of my bed before 9 a.m that's early to me um but if it's after 9 a.m i think it's okay like i don't i don't feel like that's super early Um, out of bed or you'd have to be somewhere like if i told you to be here at nine like, if, would you view that as early? I would say that's early because I have to be okay. leaving my house before 9. If I can okay, leave gotcha. my house yeah. at 9 p.m. or later, I do not consider that early. Um, but yeah. if I have to leave, if I have to get moving, like, with enough time to get ready and be somewhere at 9, I would consider that early. Um, 
And I would say the same for the weekends. Uh, I think it's the same for weekdays and weekends for me. Um, yeah, I don't like waking up late on the weekends anymore. I, I do like it, just... but I feel terrible when I do because I feel like I lost my whole day. Yeah, if you wake up, if you get out of bed at like 11 or 12 on a weekend, oh, you're like, my whole it. day is gone. There's nothing to do. I know, like, but I also like don't sleep ever anymore. So I like end up oh. doing that and I need it, but I'm still annoyed about it. Oh, um, dude. I don't know if I told you. I probably have. I'm a napper now. I can oh. take naps. Yeah, you liking it? I love it, dude. This past weekend, I was. I woke up. It was Sunday. I woke up at like seven or eight, and then at like one p.m. or two p.m., I was like, "Destiny, I'm tired. I'm gonna go lay in bed for a little bit." Uh-huh. And I took a ninety-minute nap, and oh. it was fantastic. No, that I is really like... op. The wake up early yeah. into nap afternoon nap mm-hmm. combo is really strong. For sure. It felt like someone pressed the reset button on me. Like, I felt like I got another, like, nine fresh hours in my day. Yep. And you got to do so so much much. in the early part of the day. Exactly. You felt productive. Yeah. It's great. Uh, So nice. I'm with you on that. Uh, And then finally, Neon uh, asked, what characteristics would you want your ideal nemesis to have? This is a good question. That's a hard question. Well, I know. Like, because, you know, I don't have an actual nemesis, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But I know the traits that make me not like someone. Um, you know, beyond the, like, obvious ones, like racism or misogyny or anything like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Transphobia. Or billionaires. Any, any, yeah, any of that, obvi- we're, we're assuming. Um, mm-hmm. I really, something that really grates me about people is... If they have, uh, like someone with an ego does not bother me, um, but (laughs) undeserved ego, I cannot stand. Like if you think you're the B, if you're just walking around, like you're the B's knees and you (laughs) have done nothing, you know, of value, uh, to make you think that you are the B's knees, you know, again, and again, I want to be clear, like you're allowed to be confident, um, anything like that. But there's off that that arrogance line, and but arrogant people who are, you know, if if Barry is like, yeah, I'm a great Jingwei player, and is being arrogant about it, I'm not gonna be. I, it won't bother me in the slightest because especially if I have the mustache, because he's got a mustache number one, and I'm not saying nothing mm-hmm. to a man with that mustache. Nope, and he's proven that he is a great Jingwei player. Talk your talk. I'm about it. Like I like mm-hmm. it. If you, if you come up to me and you're like, yo man, uh, I'm a way better mid player than you. Um, I'm going to be like, okay, like sure, dude, whatever you say. And I'm going to think that's annoying. Um, Mm -hmm. that's yeah. So my nemesis would definitely have an undeserved ego. That is a number one, like instant, uh, annoyance factor for me. I was thinking in terms of, like, Pokemon. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. That's a good... No, that's probably what Neon meant, if I had to guess. I just took it in a uh, weird way. Yeah, I was thinking, um... Like, if... I assume it would be, like, in a competition sort of things. Um, uh-huh. And I would want someone, like, unbeatable, but beatable at the same time. Like, I would have to work extremely hard... And be able to defeat them. Um, 
but I want it to feel unbeatable in the moment. Mm. You know, and mm. then you you end it with a victory. I I I wouldn't have a nemesis if I wasn't competing against them in something. Mm-hmm. Um. So that would be my perfect nemesis is kind of sure. overcoming them. Well, in this in, in the Pokemon example, Gary is a great example of someone who has an undeserved ego, right? Like he comes true, into Professor true. Oak's lab like he freaking owns the place and he, he lost his first Pokemon battle to me, who just yeah. got a Pokemon for the first time. And he still thinks he's better than you. Yeah, smell you later? Are you kidding me? Right? Like, get a what grip, a joke. Gary. Like what are you talking about? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um yeah, someone who, like, uh, Gary is just a good rival uh, because mm-hmm. in, intentionally trying to, like, pick, you, you know, he picks, like, your weakness. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you pick Charmander, he picks Squirtle. That would annoy me, you know? Like, come on, dude. And I know it's a 50-50 from there, right? Mm-hmm. And that if he picked the worst, like the one, like in later generations, there's a rival who takes the, the weaker type to you and you're like, oh, this guy's an idiot. Um, but, or he's just, he's so good. He doesn't need the advantage. No, they were an idiot. If I remember correctly, they weren't, they weren't very good. Um, but Pokemon sucks by the way. Actually wrong. I've, I've been playing Pokemon again. It's so fun. Bro. The, okay. The latest Pokemon game that they put out, I don't even remember what it was. Dusty was playing it. I, it was whatever one looked like you're playing on like an N64 game. Like if you Violet, I think. Okay, maybe. Oh, I, I think, think what the other one is. Violet. Yeah, uh, so the, is it the legend? Of, is it the legend of Arceus? Like that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I that was one. just replaying that one, dude. It was. I've been having so much fun. Scarlet. That's it's the other one. so bad. If you compare it to just. Like, I've been watching Destiny play Baldur's Gate 3 lately. Sure. And the level of game well, that's that like is a masterpiece. in that game. Pokemon should be a masterpiece. And it was. There, it should I would argue, be. I would argue it was. Silver it's and Gold anymore. was a masterpiece. Yeah, you can't it have was. a masterpiece every time. That's impossible. Yeah, but you're just vomiting the same Call of Duty on us every two okay, years. That, okay, you can't say that about Arceus. Arceus is the biggest uh, de- like departure from the Pokemon formula. And it they, could have they, been so good, but the fans are so diehard that they're like, oh my gosh, Pokemon took such a brave step in this direction. The yeah. game could have been so good. Well, they're just, they so, just they're so hamstrung by the Switch, like what the Switch performance, like what they can do. They, I really think they are release it on pc what kind of well, excuse is that make it a good they're game nintendo they only make games for the nintendo systems that's literally what the entire company has always done then do you it play better, mario like... on pc no but i don't play mario there you go i'm not playing mario at all yeah look <laughs> but it, barry it just needs load to up a soul silver a emulator and just play like a rom on your pc of soul silver and you'll be loving it yeah okay pokemon as Trigo I say, it's a billion dollar franchise. Surely they can release a game that's like beautiful, has voice actors, has depth, and changes the recipe every single time. It used to be such a good game back in the day. Not to be the boomer, but I am yeah. going to be the boomer. It used to be so good. And then Arceus literally could have been like the best game of our generation. Like it could have been such a good game. It has a lot of a really game. great ideas for sure. 
It has a lot of very great ideas. But I, it seemed to me, from the it's outside, it's like an early access in, game. <laughs> yeah, it looks like they, oh, you know, they had a plan and they got, you know, th- plans don't always go according to the way you want them to. Uh, whether it be their, you know, they overestimated uh, how much how much they'd be able to get done in time, but they had to stick to their release window. Um, or you know, they lost funding they lost team members whatever it may be um i just know uh now from the other side of like game development how easily something can get derailed um but you know maybe it's just the the empath in me that like wants to give them more credit than they might be due but i just like for a game like that i just see the core of what they were going for and have so much like what they were going for was so good. And a lot of things get in the way of, of executing that vision correctly. But I'm, I still give them a lot of credit for finding that like core idea and doing their best to execute on it. Um, And I think I probably give them too much credit for the core idea, not enough, uh, you know, take take away enough for the lack of execution um which might not be very fair of me you know yeah i i just view it as like the potential of what it could could have been mm-hmm. and i view a game like that where it literally could have been like breathtaking like graphics could have, been. could have been breathtaking like game design could have been breathtaking like i don't want the same pokemon game if it's being released like that like yep. it should be something like holy cow like this is it, it should be like the Pokemon game that brings all the nostalgia back from, like, our childhood, but makes it, like, ramped up. And yeah. I don't want it to be, like, this, like, baby step into a new direction. Like, I want them to, like, full jump into the pool and show, like, what Pokemon can be. Because I used to love Pokemon, and then, yep. like, I think it was, like, after emerald i think i just stopped playing because i'm like i'm just playing the same game every time like it's no it doesn't feel new it doesn't feel fresh it doesn't feel like digestive sure. like it just needs to be something new and that's what arcades could have been in my opinion which is i agree like, uh, look, I said, the best game of our generation by far if like, there's watching... a world where someone you know the big wigs in nintendo could have been convinced to put it on new you know on non-nintendo consoles on pc mm-hmm. and jam up the the graphics and really flesh it out and have it be more like an rpg but have that you know encountering wild pokemon in scope like in size all that kind of stuff yeah it had potential to be one of the greatest pieces of media ever made um but that was that's that's never gonna happen in a million years like that's just not how nintendo functions um like these graphics are just they're not good they're not good they aren't but you but there, it's like sometimes the not good graphics is like okay. Yeah. But these are just no. They're they no. They, like they detract. Six trees in the background. They detract. And like, no, I agree. They detract. Yeah, I don't it's know. It's like a three year old went into like a graphic design course <laughs> and just started placing trees around. The man. Nintendo's in such a weird spot because they're so committed to being the more like casual, more kid oriented like. Kids love trees. Put more trees. That they want things to be more accessible, but it definitely puts a ceiling on their potential. Um, But 
I do have a lot of respect for Nintendo overall because when they didn't hit some targets, uh, their CEO took a massive pay cut, uh, and that does not happen enough in any industry um, instead of doing layoffs or anything like that. So I do respect okay. them in that in that sense. Quest 64 is basically Pokemon Arceus. I'm Googling this. This game slapped back in the day this was such a good game yeah you're you know what you aren't that far off <laughs> this, like, this actually was... kind of looks like arceus you're not wrong <laughs> there's like four trees in the background the grass is yeah. flat there's like this game does look kind of dope it is it is a very good game if you if you could somehow find a way to play this game it is actually it's there it's you go game. go play quest 64 uh just kidding place my um by drums you know all the stuff Play both at the same time yep at the same time um all right that'll do it for us this week uh yeah we should be back next week um probably talking about scc mm-hmm. qualifiers uh, those are happening um this weekend uh then we'll have to figure out what the plan is for the rest of the year because uh i will be in pittsburgh for the rest of the year after that but you know we'll figure it out same um can't wait to see you there barry for our uh pierogies um which are really good um yeah thanks everyone for watching slash listening listening uh factor uh factor.com slash backliners 50 and betterhelp.com slash backliners those are the two uh sponsors for this episode if you want to join the discord or uh support us directly as well patreon.com slash backliners is the place to go there if you want to support us directly there um until next time vera you know what to do oh did you hear hammy no i just bye. heard you choke the bye sorry no i didn't choke it right went right before i went in he went oh oh oh, oh that's really cute but, I, wish I, he, it. I didn't want to like say my bye and like interrupt him because i didn't see if my <laughs> mic was active or not <laughs> You didn't uh, want to interrupt him. Yeah, dude, he just sounds so sad. You know what? Probably, you got the mustache, sorry. but you're still the same man. That's all there is to it. Thank you. It was a clean buy. It, it was, was clean. It was a great buy. It was clean. Thank I won't you. lie. I heard that Bobby did a terrible buy, and I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It's just a disgrace. It was a dark time. It was a dark time. <laughs>